Alibaba's World by Porter Erisman. One sentence summary. Alibaba's World is an inside look at one of the world's largest e-commerce companies from one of its first Western employees, who served as its vice president and head of international marketing for several years, showing how this company turned from startup to global player in just 15 years. My favorite quote from the author is, Never give up. Today is hard, tomorrow will be worse, but the day after tomorrow will be sunshine. Jack Ma. It must have been two years ago. My friend Paul and I were sitting on the back porch at my parents' house on a warm fall evening. He'd brought some pecan nuts we were snacking on, which are hard to come by in Germany, and said, you know what? It really sucks you can't get these anywhere here, only in very small quantities in exclusive shops at insane prices. I wonder why retailers don't stock them like they do with peanuts, walnuts, and so on. We realized there might be an opportunity. And next thing I know, we're on my laptop and Paul types in alibaba.com. I had never heard of this site before, but for the next two days I spent tons of time on there, looking at wholesale prices for importing pecan nuts, and I couldn't believe how much you could get there for how little money. I even called German officials to find out how much pecan nuts you can import without running into tons of red tape and legal problems. It's 300 kilograms, by the way. Because we didn't have the money to invest, we ultimately scrapped this project, and by now German retailers do stock pecan nuts at cheaper prices. But launching an Alibaba-based business has intrigued me ever since. This book tells a story of how this little pre-dot-com crash startup turned into a global e-commerce player in just 15 years, landing the biggest IPO in history. Here are my three favorite lessons. 1. Don't let your goals create artificial limits for you. Play with what's possible instead. 2. Build for the long term. 3. Center your business around one key customer insight at a time that fits the market well. Saying open sesame didn't work, then it's time to roll up your sleeves like Jack Ma and do it yourself. Alibaba's World Lesson 1 Don't artificially limit yourself by setting too unambitious goals. Test what's possible instead. This answers the question, what is the threshold where we should set our goals? The founder of Alibaba.com, Jack Ma, has not only never written a line of code, he also didn't even own a computer until he was 33 years old. In fact, before starting Alibaba, he struggled in most of his jobs. Having failed his college entry exams three times and working as an English teacher after eventually graduating, he heard about the internet by coincidence in 1994. Seeing how it offered little to no information for and about China, he started putting together websites with his friends eventually making a decent living building corporate websites. However, until 1999 when founding Alibaba, he had never run his own before. What's more, only 1% of the Chinese population had internet access, and none of these people were buying things online, because they didn't trust the system yet. But Jack didn't choose to see those things. He didn't focus on Google or eBay or his lack of knowledge. He chose to see a potential market of 1 billion customers. If you lowball all of your goals, you're cutting yourself short. Shoot for the moon. Dare to test the limits of what's possible. Try to go beyond them. Even if the rest of the world doesn't see a new reality yet, if you do, you might bring just what the world needs to make it happen. Alibaba's World Lesson 2 Build your business for the long term. Go for 80 years, not 80 months. This answers the question... What is the time perspective we should take when we start our own business? There are many things you can screw up when launching a business. 
One of the most common ones is setting the wrong time horizon. You'd be surprised how many founders don't even plan for the next six months, focusing just on the next few weeks at a time. Others plan on a big exit two to four years down the line, which is better but still not right. If you plan to take on something as crazy as building a great company which takes all of your energy, time, your blood, sweat and tears, how could you not make it the goal of a lifetime? Jack Ma decided right from the get-go that he wanted Alibaba to be around for at least 80 years. A goal he later even increased to 102 years. Wanting to build something that lasts a lifetime drastically changes your day-to-day decisions. No more short-term gimmicks, no more quick fixes, no more hacks. Only this extreme long-term focused, uh, long-term focus allowed Jack to postpone the company's IPO, start by offering free services and not give in to investors' demands to rename it like Yahoo wanted to. Don't build for tomorrow or next year or for the exit five years down the line. Build for the long run. Alibaba's World Lesson 3 Find a key customer insight that's a good fit for your market and center your business around that. This answers the question, how can can you run a company when there are so many different things to do? Like, what should you focus on? Because Jack Ma knew so little about the field he was entering, he was free to test new things and not be bound by perceived limitations. However, this also meant he had to find out what his customers wanted first. After trying several ways to become profitable that didn't work, like investing in partnerships, he eventually found his key customer insight to build upon. People had to learn how to place trust in someone they've never met in order to be comfortable buying from them. He then built the business around this insight, focusing on getting Alibaba verified and implementing features like live one-on-one chat for buyers and sellers on Taobao, which is Alibaba's customer-to-customer eBay competitor. You can go one customer insight at a time, taking little steps and thus making sure that each insight is compatible with your market. For example, Taobao is also free to use at first because Chinese customers want to try something before committing to it. That's how you stay focused and make sure you build success upon success. Here's what I learned from Alibaba's World by Porter Erisman. I... The first lesson was a little different than I expected, but nonetheless, I want to tell you what I wanted to tell you if it had been slightly different. And I also want to tell you a little bit about what you can do with Alibaba today. So first of all, the first lesson uh, about setting goals Uh, I wrote, don't let your goals create artificial limits for you. Play with what's possible instead. Now, you can take that in two ways, right? So the first way is obviously the Jack Ma way, right? You see basically the potential of something that could be there. And I think that's important. That's an important lesson about business I learned way too late because my entrepreneurial spirit was fast asleep until I was 23 or so. Uh, Before then, I was just thinking and dreaming and but doing nothing. And the reason I did nothing was because I never saw the immediate payoff. And once I started asking, instead of what does this have to offer for me right now or what is this, and instead started asking what could this be, right? So if I looked at 
if anyone basically had looked at Apple stock in 2003 and asked, what could this be? And they would have seen that vision that Apple, you know, might actually take a big share of the of the uh, computer market, uh, let alone the iPhone. Let's forget about that. If you could have seen that, you could have bought Apple stock. If you had asked, if you had looked at Bitcoin in 2013 and said, what could this be? And you would have looked at it and seen that it could have been a, it could become a peer-to-peer payment network that's global and reaches millions of people worldwide, you could have bought Bitcoin. So that's just with investments, but with business, it's the same, right? And Jack Ma chose to see the potential market of 1 billion customers. He was like, what could this be? And he's like, well, if one day every person in China gets internet access, instead of just 1%, then that's a billion people with internet access and they're gonna wanna buy stuff. That was a logical conclusion, right? But this kind of forecasting, this kind of predicting, it's really, really hard. So what I like to do, and this is a different way of basically laying out the same idea that you should work with what's possible, do what's possible, um, is to just have your goal, and, and it may be crazy, and then implement the minimum viable version of that. For example, four-minute books, right? The idea originally came because I was following a guy I was learning from in Ty Lopez, and he said, I read a book a day, right? So I knew he wasn't reading an actual book a day. He was basically reading different chapters from different books. He was learning from a different book each day and so on. But I thought this idea like, man, if I really could read an entire book every single day, like how cool would that be, right? There was only, there were two problems. One, I didn't have the time to read a book a day because I'm a fast reader, I, I can, uh, and I'm an avid reader, I understand it fast and so on, but even it would take me, depending on the book, right, somewhere between three and eight hours probably to get through a book. So no way I'm going to do that and and have a life, right? So that doesn't work because I have to work, I have to make money and so on. So it's not like I'm some rich guy, I can just retire and do that. The second part is exactly the same. I'm not a rich guy uh, because I couldn't afford the books. So Imagine if you buy 365 books, even if you say it's $10 a piece or $5 a piece, that still comes out to somewhere between two and $4,000 almost. And I didn't have the money to just put that into books, right? And buy all those books. And you say you can buy them one by one and so on. Yeah, but you know, still. So I was like, man, that's stupid. But what can I do instead? And then I, I, I was using Blinkist already, this this app that gives you book summaries. And I was reading one almost one every day of those. And I was like, I'm already learning from different books every day. It's not perfect, right? It's not a book and it's not a full book, but it's a different book at least. And then I was like, I have the time to read one of these summaries every day. It only takes like 15, 20 minutes. And I was like... And they have enough books so that I could do a different one each day. And I was like, hmm, yeah, okay, what can I do with that? And then I can maybe take time to write down the lessons. And, and so that developed, right? And so instead of waiting for um, my dream to sort of come true or, or, or um, dreaming about how I would make it, I just made the dream work for me, right? I made it work. So I said, you know what, I'm going to do this, I'm going to write every day, that's my commitment, so I have to read one every day, learn from something every learn from a new book every day, and then I'm just going to do that. And funnily enough, in the course of doing that for a year, that minimal version of my goal, I realized that my goal initially was stupid. Because even if you read a full, I was talking about non-fiction books, even if you read a full non-fiction book every single day, 
most non-fiction books are a waste of your time, first of all. And second, most non-fiction books don't have, you don't need to read them cover to cover. That's pointless because they don't have that much good insight, right? You can jump around. That's perfectly fine. So my whole view on books changed and I realized, man, this initial goal would have taken me so much money and time and it would have been a waste of time, basically. Would I have found that out the other way? Maybe, I don't know. But this way was like, it was a really cool way to test my goal, so to speak, and um, realize it's not the best goal to have. Now, I still love books. I learned a ton and so on. But I've, I've built on it. I've grown, right? I have I made better goals from that. So that's really, really cool. Um, and so that about making basically your goals work. Uh, the other thing there is uh, how you can do a business with Alibaba. So there's something called dropshipping. Uh, it's really cool. A friend of mine, his name is Tim Koch, uh, K-O-C-K. Um, he's German, Tim Koch.de. Uh, he's really big. He really big into dropshipping. He's multiple companies. They do dropshipping. What is dropshipping? Dropshipping is basically you sell stuff online. You have a storefront or a store on Amazon or whatever. You have a storefront and you sell, let's say, makeup, right? So you have the concealer. Let's say you have concealer, and someone orders that concealer, and when they order that concealer, you don't have any concealer anywhere. A company, for example, Alibaba, uh, who has the concealer in stock, they package it, they put the address on, and they send it to the customer, and you get the payment. And they obviously, they get a cut for taking care of shipping and whatever. But basically, it's a company that ships products to people on demand that you don't have to stock, right? You don't need a warehouse, you don't need to stock product, you don't need to anything. That's really, really cool. There's lots of people making lots of money with this. Um, again, it's called drop shipping. Uh, I would highly recommend you check out what my friend Tim does. He's been really great promoting his stuff on Instagram. He's been featured on Shopify and so on. So he's the go-to guy there. I have never run a drop shipping business, so I wouldn't know. I just know that it's possible with Alibaba to set up these kinds of businesses. So you could literally uh, have a fulfillment center on AliExpress, I think it's called that fulfills your orders and you just hand through the orders and collect the money. That's all you do. Obviously, you have to hustle and market the business and get all the customers and so on. That's your job. But the whole back end is running smoothly elsewhere. So that's really, really cool. Uh, Tim has a bunch of blog posts on his site. Tim Cockte, how to make your first $100 within the next weekend with your dropshipping store without spending money on ads. He's really specific, uh, which is kind of cool, very actionable. So uh, check him out if you want to learn more about dropshipping and how to set up your first dropshipping business. Um, I hope you enjoyed learning about Alibaba and I will see you on the next summary.